Hi, welcome to It's All Talk, the podcast that discusses everything from mom's life and mental health to the latest trends in the beauty and wellness industries. We are best friends and business partners who have a dream of inspiring and motivating as many people as possible to live their very best lives. We're your hosts, Jamie Forster, Sally Coles Robertson, and Emma Whiteside. So welcome to It's All Talk. It's nice to see you guys. I just <laughs> I just want to sort of just before we even get started today, I want to just tell the listeners that today is a big topic. We're talking about working through shame. And we have an amazing guest with us today. Um, and we're going to talk, go we're deep, we're going to go dirty. And I just want to I recognize that it can be quite triggering for some folk who haven't worked through all their shame yet, yeah? So that's it, trigger warning out there. So let's get started. So hey girls, how are you doing today? Good, thanks Jamie, how are you? I'm all right. Good, I'm over in Nottingham. It's very uh, busy here in the city. Is it? It is, is. anyway. What are we talking about today? it, It is called, the podcast title is Working Through Shame. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's interesting. It is. Mm. And I've got my amazing dear old friend named Keith Kirkland that I know from Colorado. How's it going? How is everybody? Hey. So, Keith, when did I you? guys understand my accent, okay? Because I understand (laughs) we speak a little different in English, no? They can understand mine. (laughs) Yeah. But we might start ch- picking up a bit of the twang as well, having two Colorados, oh. Coloradians on. <laughs> that would be very, very scary. That would be really mm. So, Keith, how long have we known each other? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would say that probably back to the MySpace days. I don't know if I want to date us that far, but do you remember when MySpace was before yeah. Facebook? And I, I think I it was back then. So it's been a long time. It was pre-husband by a long shot, like at least five or six years before I met Alan. I must, we must have been like, I must have been like twenty-three. Such a baby. Yes, I think it was two thousand six, two thousand seven. It was way before that, mate. It was maybe because I met Alan in two thousand seven. I think you're right. We knew each other for at least five or six years before that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's we've known each other yeah. for for a long for time. For a minute. Yeah. Should, can I tell a story about how we met? Absolutely. Oh, so, do we want to hear this? <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll be telling your I'll be telling your secret. So Keith and I met on a was it a dating website or was it through MySpace? I think it might have been through MySpace. I think it was MySpace. Yeah. And we just we decided to go out on a date. <laughs> And it, we were, we went out on this date, right? And we were like so nervous, so nervous. And obviously we know both know why now, don't we? So we went on this date and it was like, this is the most awkward thing. And then like- I if, think Jamie was more nervous than I was. <laughs> yeah, I think I was newly single. And you were like, you're like, right, I've just got to tell you something. We like went to the bar and like we sat down and ordered our drinks and we were, I was nervous and it felt so uncomfortable and you're like girl I just got to tell you something really quick I've just got to be honest with this I know what this looks like and I know what what I've presented this as but I just got to tell you that I'm gay and and you were you were afraid about how I was going to react and then I was like oh thank god I was there was 
so relieved. It was by far the best reaction I've ever had in my entire life. Absolutely. Oh, wow. <laughs> I and you know what? Every girl amazing. needs a gay friend. Every girl <laughs> needs a gay friend. A and you know, ever since that time, I think we were just inseparable for the longest time. I mean, we just hung out and became really, really good friends. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny how life can just throw us together like that, but I'm so glad that we crossed paths. You too. That's so lovely. How, how, does that, how does that get you on to our podcast of shame? Surely. Well, <laughs> well, well, sadly, ah. you know, the way, the way that people work, um, ah. you know, I think there's still a lot of shame for some people that, are, you know, no, I mean, how, how are you going out with, how are you taking a girl out on a date? A girl out well, on a date if you're gay. Well, that wasn't initially what I thought, but it when it was once we arrived to the bar, um, it was it was, quite, it was oh, it was quite obvious that okay, um, I think I need to tell you something. I love <laughs> it. But, love but, it. But you were and you were obviously out, but like I guess this is where we get into your story, wasn't it? It's this sort of don't ask, don't tell kind of thing, and you're you were right. having quite a masculine job and doing quite a male-oriented thing so like your quote unquote nobody can see that gayness was right. you know wasn't yeah. like forefront and center of every conversation that you have like it shouldn't have to be anyway but yeah you shouldn't have to go around with a big sign that says I'm gay if you don't <laughs> like it you know what I mean like you shouldn't have to do that and, and we didn't certainly but actually it confused the lines a little bit for me it's a oh, yeah it's um it's crazy that you say it that way because you're right it's um I, I hear all the time of people talking about their coming out story and I never had to hear about, you know, the straight people that say, well, I'm straight and, you know, <laughs> accept me because it's just, it's written in books, it's written in poetry, it's written in movies and we see it all the time, you know, you can walk up and down the street, but, you know, it's, uh, it's not that common to see people of, you know, same sex and orientation, is it? Especially back in the early 2000s when... Yeah. You know, there was a lot of, um, well, it just wasn't as free as it is today. Are you going to tell them what you did mm. for work? So, um, yes, I was in the <laughs> military and I recently retired after 20 <laughs> years. So <laughs> I know it's, uh, it's yeah. been, it's been a long road, but let me tell you, we finally made it. Um, yeah. I joined in 1999, I joined the air force and, um, and you already mentioned don't ask, don't tell. That is a policy. When I joined, I have to tell you, I knew absolutely nothing about politics. I knew nothing about the way anything worked. Um, I knew we had a president and I knew who most people wanted to vote for, this and that, but I just had no clue. Like I was yeah. just new to everything. And I remember in 1993, that um, they gathered all of us into the MEP station, that's military entrance processing station where they gather all of the different branches together. And they, we just sign paperwork and we do you know, the things that we do to join the military. And there was a paper that I had to sign and it said something to the effect of, um, you can't be gay. You know, and I, I was looking earlier for my paper because I have it somewhere, but, you know, between the move and all that kind of stuff, I, I don't know exactly where it is, but I remember reading that and thinking, what is this? Like, what is this? And then they started to explain, this is don't ask, don't tell. And there was another part to that that a lot of people don't remember, but that's don't ask, don't tell, and don't pursue. And from where I had been 
to where I was and how hard it got it was for me to get there mm. I just knew that this was something that okay um I'm gonna have to just accept this and and go yeah. with it you know and see where this goes because I feel like this is where I need to be yeah. you know and um so I signed the paper and put my life on hold and you know it was um shortly after I moved from Nebraska um mm that I met Jamie yeah yeah Nebraska Nebraska. so I grew up in Florida um and so sometimes you may hear my real southern roots come out I love uh, it (laughs) and then sometimes you know you may not but uh (laughs) yeah it's uh it's it was a fate that took me to Nebraska and then to Colorado and all over the world really um but half of it I spent hiding yeah it's kind of crazy yeah. Can I just ask you a question? So while you were in the military, were you not able to have a relationship with anyone? No, at least not a relationship that I wanted. Um, I could, you know, have oh all the girlfriends God. I wanted. Sure. You know, it's, um, but if you had an attraction for somebody of the same sex, absolutely not. Um, it was absolutely impossible. And there were many people that actually were discharged, you know, from the military just simply for being gay or lesbian. No way. Yeah. That's yeah. outrageous. Yeah. Welcome to the early, the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, it was, um, things were a lot more difficult. And, and I think that um, it's ironic how the military sometimes forces change on society, but a lot of times, you know, it takes that confined group of people put together and meshed all well to enact a change, um, you know, to, to the rest of society to see something that happens. And I did see some part of that, I think. Um, but yeah. that, gosh, that's just shocking, isn't it? But there's mm-hmm. a lot to be said there about that shame and it's not just, your sort of sexuality that that causes people to feel shame isn't it it's trauma it's you know there's mm. things that have happened to you things that have been done to you things that you've done in the past um as a result of being in a situation that just cause so much fear and discomfort and just being so yeah. afraid to show that part of yourself for, for fear of how people are going to treat you afterwards and there's we were talking a little bit before this, weren't we? That there's such big parts of my story that I, I'm such a, a very compartmentalized person, and because I live in a different country, I I have I can be really compartmentalized because my past and my present will very rarely ever meet, will they? But there was one time that I just sat down, somebody was curious, asked me a question, and I just felt compelled. It was in in a church setting, right? And just, I felt compelled. All right, I'll tell you my story. So we sat down, start to finish, right? And it was a long story. That person never looked at me again, never avoided speaking to me, avoided making eye contact with me, would like- That's shocking, isn't it? N- no, sadly, no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because that, exactly, no. that was exactly what I expected to happen. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And I think if we think about, and that's, that wasn't regarding my sexuality, that was just, that was regarding trauma and things that I'd experienced and things that I'd done, you know? So I guess- <laughs> Jamie, you know when you say your story, is that like your testimonial? Yeah. Of, yeah. of things that obviously talking about shame or, you know, um, because I think everybody has stages in their lives, don't they, that they really 
deep darkest secrets that they don't really ever want to talk about and like you say you must have come to a point where you wanted to declare something and then you've had that reaction so I wonder how many introvert or extrovert people keep things really close to the chest forever that makes them ill maybe yeah. or just or just keeps them from living their most sort of we all got we go on out don't we about living your most most authentic happy life but you know you it's very difficult to be authentic when you tell your truth about what yeah you're an amazing person yeah well let me tell you about why I am the way I am now let's tell you how I got here and then people can't handle that and then and then that shame kicks in which reinforces your belief that you shouldn't tell your story in the first place do you know what I mean it's it's tricky stuff isn't it absolutely and you know um whether it was family, whether it was religion, the church, mm. I just grew up hearing that you're a freak. I mean, you know, like it, nobody does what you do. You're going to have a, a lifetime full of hurt. Um, you know, there, you're, you're likely to, you know, just not do anything with yourself. And after a while, those words start to eat at you and you start believing that you know what? I mean, I can't change how I feel. I mean, deep down inside, I can take a shower, but it's still me. You know, I can, I can just either be myself or I can pretend to be somebody that I'm not. And, yeah. you know, there was a lot of people um, that uh, I remember that were gay in the military and they also had, they had issues to to hide themselves and we all felt like we had to hide each you know ourselves our, our true selves and we find ways to cope during those stressful times for me for example it was I didn't have friends in the military I went to work and you talked about cart you know separating everything absolutely I went to work I came home and I had civilian friends which is how I met Jamie you know because I just did not associate with anybody that was in the military, because I knew that human nature, you know, if you make somebody mad or something happens, they can go and they can talk to, you know, the military, you know, the, the officers, you know, whoever it may be and create some, some they, real drama for they you. They could genuinely you know? ruin your career because of their own security, their own insecurity, insecurities and their own fears about your sexuality. It's got nothing to exactly. do with them in the first place. Exactly. And, you know, um, I carried that with me. I just just swallowed it and said, OK, you got to go. You know, this is me. I have to just this is my job um, and I love what I do. Um, and for me, um, it is something that I never th it, it gave me opportunities in life that I never thought that I would have. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, bittersweet that, you know, you had to just, okay, well, things are the way that they are, you know, and that's uh, Keith, it. Keith, I, we were friends and I supported you through, well, not, I know that's the wrong thing to say. We were friends like during your Iraq, when you went to Iraq, like you, you went to war, you yeah. know, war for people who don't think that you should live your life the way, you, you know what I mean? That we're judging you based on who you, who you were born as. You know, that's funny that you bring that up. Yes, I was in the Iraq war. I was um, 2008 to 2009. And um, I was in Baghdad in the uh, international zone. 
and traveled all over Iraq. And I worked with um, high ranking Iraqis to develop a training plan for their air force. So I was in, you know, like yeah. the whole mix. And when I got there, I realized two things. One is that what you said is correct, that um, the government that I was serving didn't always serve me as a gay man. Um, and then also that I was working alongside of other people that were, you know, the Iraqis who their governments, they were gay too. And their government also was not working for them. And it was just like these light bulbs started going off and I'm like, wait a minute, um, what is going on here? You know, you came back different. Uh, Did they? Absolutely. Yeah. What was it? What was probably one of the worst moments of of fear about just being? And obviously, you know, remembering what the subject is today, but just about being at war for your country, in in there, and you know, the loneliness and the. I, I guess it's we've all got the same six human needs, haven't we? But when you're in a situation of mm. real fear facing you, you know, what was what was one of your worst moments? Do you have? And we're always, always trying to stick on the positive yeah. side of things, but I know. You know. Come on, Keith, why don't you tell them the time that you got locked out the base and you were like stuck on the other side of the wall in the middle of the desert? <laughs> it was awful. It was <laughs> awful. And Go I on. was out there, I was I was outside the uh, the wire. And um, you know, there, there was a lot of moments that um, would make your hair raise for sure. You know, and but at that point. I looked at things a lot differently because not only did I have my own life that I had to keep a secret, and, you know, like it's just me, I go to work and, you know, you work, you know, 12 to 15 hours a day and you go home and you sleep for, you know, a few hours and you get up and do it all over again. Um, but I think more than that too, it was just eye-opening to see all of the, the things that I saw. Um, my, my hooch mate, the guy that, you know, I shared a little, um he was actually British and so I mean I there was a lot of things that just like everything came all together and you know I got to see the world in a very microscopic detail and it's something that I don't think I would have ever have been able to, to I grew up in Florida in this little bitty town you know and for anybody to ever tell me that I would be seeing you know something mm -hmm. as it, like that I mean yeah. war is not something that anybody can walk away from unchanged mm -hmm. and um yeah, yeah. But it serves you well like you come back you you've come back woke you yeah know? it woke me yeah. it woke me wow. good wow did you I mean what did you have do you have a faith at all Keith a favorite I'm sorry faith. a faith religious faith oh. or so yeah, I think um, spirituality for me has always just been, when, when I grew up, you know, it was always, my mom would take me to church and, you know, you know, twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday, once on Tuesday and Thursday and Friday. I mean, I was there, I think, you know, every day. Um, and I don't know that um, I, I always connected with God. You know, I, I can't or say that. Or faith, you know, it doesn't matter faith. whether it's Buddha or... Yeah, you Christianity, know. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was also, I think, after 
I came back from Iraq and I started evaluating myself, I just realized that I'm just spiritual. I think, you know, I like to connect mm -hmm. to, to everything that's around there and, um, good good vibes a good energy and there's a, there's a song that jamie and i um often send to each other when we're feeling a bit blue or we you know the, the these are the days of elijah's song with all the military um or it looks the like Marines, actually yeah. in iraq or somewhere like that it's a hot country isn't it where it's videos absolutely it's on have you i don't know if you can you, you've ever seen it but it is incredible the camaraderie you know, the friendship, the closeness of all these blokes, but they're all gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes the saddest thing is, is like you see some of these beautiful men and then you find out that they're gay. <laughs> Why is that sad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not well, sad for us, most people, you know, like that. me, but... <laughs> Hey Jamie, is this the Keith we is this the Keith we should have been together with in Seville? A year ago, a, a year one, ago yeah. Friday. Oh, oh wow. I can't wait to get to meet you properly. Yeah. It's um we we have some some times to catch up here, no? Yes, and you're the you're the guy at Jamie's 50th uh, virtual but 50th. 50 oh, excuse me. I was gonna say. Ten no, years Jamie's birthday party with yeah. the that's with twice the, you got uh, dated today, I think. <laughs> tropical uh, oasis behind you. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh wow! Gosh, I could listen to you for hours and talk military and Top Gun and oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, you know, something happened um, after I came back from from Iraq. You know, and, and she's right. I I did. I felt like I changed. There was something inside of me that I was just it it broke me. Not and I think I think at that point it was probably one of the lowest. I thought it was the lowest. We always think we're at the lowest, don't we? And then mm -hmm. sometimes something can just kick us down a little bit further. Yeah. Um, but I remember I shortly after that, Jamie had already married and, and moved, and I got orders to Spain. Yeah. And I said, Spain. I, this is incredible. Like, I can't wait to go. Mm. And I got here. And within months, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed. Yeah. And it was, I, after spending nearly 10 years in the military and seeing people, gay people, good people that were great airmen and, and it, they were just kicked out because they were gay. And now they're the the air force and the military is saying oh no you can be you can be gay it's okay i said oh wait no i know this story <laughs> like yeah, let crazy. me be late once or mm -hmm. let me say something incorrect mm -hmm. and you'll you'll find another way you know and yeah case, it had really changed and it it just happened overnight and i remember that feeling of just awe you know of i can't believe that all of those times that, you know, I was afraid to tell my supervisor, you know, what did you do this weekend? Because that was always the question, you know, on Monday morning, what, how was the weekend? I don't hear anything from you on the weekend. And oh, it was fine. Oh, Lord, you Keith, know? I couldn't <laughs> tell what we did on the weekend either, to be fair. But <laughs> we got into some business, girl. Oof. Yeah, well, you know, we did. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so uh, I'll just put those questions I'll do. Maybe we can just go around. So, how have how have you three and then i'll answer at the end been able to 
use your shame as a way to overcome or become strengthened or how have you used shame to build your resilience can you think of like an example that you've used shame to turn your problems into your provision so for me and i know that there's a lot of people that may you know fit in my shoes um there was just so much to unpack you know, mm -hmm. and that I, I had to go through and I just started writing. I, I wrote a letter to myself. I went back into time and, you know, I, I was like, do you remember that time that, you know, so-and-so said this to you and how that made you feel? And I, I wrote a letter to myself and it was, it was pages long and it helped me. It helped me to see things in a different perspective. It helped me mm -hmm. to understand that those problems were other people's problems mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I picked up and I carried around with me for 30 years, you know, gosh. Um, and it, sometimes you just got to leave those things right where you found them. Yeah. And once, once I did that and I, I started coming around people in my life that it was like, just an attraction of, of a really good people that helped lift me up to where I, I could, um, yeah. I was just in a different headspace, you know, and, and for that's, me, that's what that helped. That's so hard to do because that means shutting some doors, doesn't it? Sometimes that means shutting doors to relationships and not, not as a way of saying, I hate you. I don't want to talk to you anymore, but it's actually saying, I, I love you. I love the time we spent together. Thank you for all the learning that you've given to me. But actually, this is a door that needs to be shut now because it's not serving me anymore. And in fact, it's kind of pushing me. It's keeping me from being able to move forward. But that's really hard when that when those are really close relationships sometimes, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, family, friends. Um, it, it, we have to we have to understand that sometimes those relationships they serve a purpose either to teach us a lesson or to help us get to where we're going. And sometimes we're, we're the ones that help other people. And yeah. um, it's it, sometimes we just got to let things go where they go. Oh, I so agree with you there. You know, when you, sorry, go on, Jamie. No, go, go. I, was, go. I, I think that, you know, when you, when you are out there to help others all the time and then, uh, and, and, you know, never have that, um theory of giving to receive or anything like that but you, you start to you start to become aware that hang on a minute I'm in a real bad place at the moment and who is there for me you know and this is where I reach out to my my own spirituality and you know I, I try and sort of get on with it myself but there's been times when you know it's being shamed or ashamed you know and uh it, it, it you know I'm sure we've got we don't have time in one podcast, but I'm sure we could all take a whole podcast up going on each of our experiences. But what we wanted to do as well, wasn't it, was to open it out to all our listeners to think and, and, and realise that, you know, how do you make a provision out of your persecution? And, and um, yeah, but certainly doing testimonials and talking about things like you, Keith, I wrote letter I still do write letters what is your method of release you know do you write a letter do you and burn it do you send it to yourself or do you put things in a bottle and send it down a river there's lots of things isn't that we can do um yeah. and for so me you know I started putting it into 
a book format because mm. maybe one day it might be something that I, I want to pursue. Um, well, to, to I write about this mm. experience, but you should do it because that you know what they, that's what I did with my experience. You know, was wrote a book and published it in 2016, and um, I mean, it, it, there's lots of different subjects in it, but mm-hmm. but predominantly it's all about how you've gone from A to B, really. Um, and and what is or A to C, and then obviously with neurodiversity, it's you, you think about B on the way. So I even wrote the book and got it published. So I really urge you to do it because, oh my gosh, it could really help somebody. Yeah, mm. I, you know, I and know, I know that we have to help. I, I I agree. I think that um, this is what I told Jamie when she said, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I said, "Absolutely," you know, because. Our past, it can hurt us, but it can also help us. And my past doesn't define who I am now, and it's not going to define where I'm going, you know. And so there's a lot of times that we just take those those things with us when we really don't need to. No. Do you know, I think it's I've got to the point where I'm almost, I, I'm genuinely so grateful for lots of those really hard things, because if it wasn't for those things, I wouldn't be in the position that I am now. Do you know what I mean? To be able to help other people and to be able to really relate and empathize with people on that really deep, deep level. And it helps me to be genuinely non-judgmental because who am I to judge? Because if you looked at my past, you'd be like, oh girl, (laughs) you can't judge anybody. You know what I mean? But I I had to learn that through experience. So I guess. Yeah, you're right. And I think quite often, you know, when people get ill with, uh, you know, it makes people ill with being either, hiding things suppressed emotion can quite often they will be treated with depression when it's actually suppression so if they can get it out and 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 come out get out write it down or whatever it's just that release isn't it you're right what would you say to the somebody what would you say to your younger self Keith oh (laughs) if I could have a conversation Uh, um You know, there was there was yeah. a lot of times that I always felt like um, the outsider. Um, yeah. I just never thought that life was ever going to be any better. Um, but my gosh, it gets better. It when does. you learn to let go and just let it, just get it out there, you know, um, because it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And it's going to take you a while, depending on how much you have. But mm-hmm. um, you have to start. You know, because it's so worth it when you just shed all that extra weight that you are carrying around with you. It feels good to be free. It does. It really does. It feels good to be free. I think, I think, yeah, I think this has been a really powerful conversation. I genuinely hope that people listen to it and feel empowered. At least, you know, maybe not to share your story with everybody, but to really look at it and own your own story for your own self. Do you know what I mean? Like, because because shame causes things like she was talking about depression, anxiety, um, physical illnesses. Um, they're, they're people who carry shame are less likely to to lean into health, make healthier choices. You know, there is one thing when I I've recently um, under I recently undertook some therapy of my own trauma therapy, specific trauma therapy and doing that work over a period of time was painful but do you know what the pain, I used to have really terrible back pain I was diagnosed with arthritis in my lower back but since I've done my trauma therapy I don't have any more pain oh my gosh I've not heard you mention 
that for a long time. I have no more back pain. You're right. Remember when we used to sing together and you were constantly in pain, weren't you? I could barely move sometimes. Oh, I know. I remember. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. And that was my, I think that was very much my past that I carried around with me in a really, really cool yeah. sense. And being able to release that for myself was really helpful. And hopefully I will have the courage to be able to share that, you know, with others. Like I'm all about your book, Keith. I will read the heck out of that. I will promote it. I will prescribe it to my clients. Good. All right. So now I have something to do. <laughs> so now let's make them accountable then here now. On the That's your homework. Of May. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How long are you going to give yourself, dude? <laughs> He's retired, eh? He's got nothing else to do. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So um, my days are free. (laughs) Oh, So hopefully that maybe, maybe we can uh, make a little, maybe we can record It's All Talk Spanish edition. Maybe we can, maybe we can record on site. I think we all need to go take a trip because two of us already have a plane ticket. Emma, come on, come with us. Let's do it. Please take me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I'm I'm halfway vaccinated already so I, in another week or two I'm going to be fully and I heard that you are too so I mean let's do this let's get on yeah <laughs> ready to travel we're going to Seville we're going to Seville gonna eat some oranges on the beach <laughs> that sounds great <laughs> oh my right, god right and I'm out of here guys all right oh Sally's got to go I've got to go. Love you. Thank you so Bye. much, Keith. I'm going to shoot. Uh, great okay. to see you all. Bye, lovely. It's good to see you as well. Oh, Emma and Keith, thank you so much. Emma, you've been quiet today. What are your thoughts on this? Do you have any leaving oh, thoughts? I, I feel quite sad about it, to be honest with you, because I know, I know things have been like that for, you know, for Keith for a long time in the respect that, that's how society have been and it's it's just awful it's absolutely awful that somebody has to pretend they're somebody else almost why why can't why can't people just accept you for how you are I find me quite sad but um no good for you Keith yeah it's easy to to look at things in a very negative tone um yeah before I did this podcast I was just curious because I I still have part of me that I just disconnect, you know, and, but there's like 163 countries and 71 of them, it's illegal, illegal to be gay. 41, you can't be a lesbian or gay. And, you know, there's, there's like 11 or 12 of them that, you know, it's the death penalty. And you know what every single one of them have? Homosexuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so why do we put our own fears and our own frustrations and limitations yeah. on other people? And for me, I just, I, I, I hope to, to, to shed all those things and then not to put those kinds of pressures on other people. Because, I mean, what are we missing when we are suppressing other people for our own judgment, our own um inability to see the truth or to see the good in other people and Mm, yeah so or the inability to just meet in the middle and stop having to be right all the time do i mean you don't have to everybody doesn't have to agree with my lifestyle not everybody has to agree with your lifestyle do you mean you just right 
but being judgmental for other people's lifestyle that's where the problem arises you know what i mean like why can't yeah. people just live their lives it's you know yeah absolutely, absolutely. i agree i cried when you were telling your story earlier proper brought tears to my eyes because it's just it's just shocking that people it's it, shocking it's shocking it is it's outrageous but you know what that. look at where we were mm. and look at where we are now mm. and mm. in in you know all the things that i saw and now i mean gay marriage is a thing and yeah. it's it's incredible and sometimes we we don't know just how far we've come until we take a look back and we see where we started you know mm -hmm. and uh so there's 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 always hope and it may not feel like it and it's i'm telling you it's gonna it sucks going through all those things and just getting rid of all those hurtful comments you know and those hurtful uh, there's been so many that, like you said, I mean, we could probably do this, you know, for, for weeks and talk about this yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I am very grateful for where I was mm. and I'm also grateful for where it took me and where I am right now. Mm. So as a leaving statement, what would you say to any of our listeners who feel uh, ostracized or put out by their group by their tribe you know if they've been put out of the church or if they've been put out of their family home um what would you say to somebody who's just beginning to go through that process um be good to yourself first of all it's going to take time and understand that you're going to have some days that are better than than others and look at yourself and, and evaluate yourself you, you you have to go deep inside and find what it is that is your truth you know what is your truth what makes you feel alive what makes you feel happy what makes you feel energized what why do you get up in the morning find that purpose and sometimes it's going to be hidden it's hidden through all those things that people say and you know for me the Air Force has their own core values. And then this came out um, several years ago where their, their core values, you know, the, they, they pounded into us of, you will remember these. And it made me think, what are my own core values? Mm -hmm. And I narrowed it down to three words. And this is just for me, but it's to be honest, to be humble and to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, it's like, uh, I, I everything just and you embody all three of those things every time you do everything that you say every time that you we've ever done anything everybody the way that you've treated me since the, since the beginning of our relationship is you've embodied all three of those things so and i appreciate that i mean it's it's always it's always good to hear that you know the, those are your values and those are what you're going for and that's um mm -hmm. that's what others see because sometimes we don't know what other people's you know vision of us is so that's always a good thing to to hear mm. but wow this has been really powerful i really hope that i sincerely hope that people find it really useful yeah, me, too. me too i think they will thank you keith oh, thanks for having me lovely to this meet has been you fun mm. yes you, you as well so get that ticket ready for sevilla <laughs> come on let's go let's go on the beach girl
this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Keith. Genuinely from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you coming in. We'll have to do it again because I think you've got a heck of a lot more to say. <laughs> we will. Anytime. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready to promote that book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, you guys. guys. Take care. Bye. We thank you so much for listening and supporting us here at It's All Talk. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also pop over to our fast-growing Facebook group or find us on Instagram by searching It's All Talk, the podcast. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. Take care.